Hello. Greetings. All right. Uh, are we all recording? Uh, I am recording now. Same. Okay, let's do a think clap. All right. Dang it, Jenny. Well, I'm ready. Get those okay. chips off of the mic, Jenny. I didn't get a chance to get my cheese. Then you weren't ready for the <laughs> I call. I know, I lied. Okay. I won't do a sing- I won't clap a, a single clap until okay. you're done with your snacks. Okay, hang on. Hang on. I'm putting my <laughs> stuff your face, okay. Jenny. I'm putting the top on my cheese right and I'm throwing the crackers. I can't even reach them now. See, I'm waving my arm. I can't reach my crackers. Jenny, I really appreciate your devotion to getting the chips off the mic. So, welcome to the podcast, Clash of the Type-Ins. I'm Ryan Von Clash, here with your co-host, Jenny of the Type-Ins, Anna (laughs) 8. Hello. Our guest today, as always, is the beautiful Jay McIntosh. Short for Dan Jay McIntosh. Like Macintosh? Like just, you know, Mackin? Uh-huh. Oh, like Dan Mackin. Like the yeah. present progressives of Mac. <laughs> to Mac. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Has Mac, will Mac, could Mac. I, I, uh, I, I think of myself more as a gerund, but that's okay. Oh, okay. So, um, on this podcast where we play text adventure computer games, what is the game that we're going to play right now? Uh, did we want to play Renoir? Um, now, you know, Jenny, that I've mm-hmm. always wanted to not play Renoir on the cast because it's so solemn and sullen and slow and sad and stupid. <laughs> Those are all adjectives that begin with us. Yes. And uh, like, kind of for the same reason that I was wary about the possibility of playing the Warbler's Nest on this podcast. Because there's not a lot of room for Ryan and Jenny goof-off antics. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing thinking about how <laughs> uh, that's all the laughter that you could possibly get from that game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was it right there. And uh, <laughs> the uh, I don't know. Like there are games that we could play instead. That's true. Um, we could redo the horrible pyramid. I really don't want to redo the horrible pyramid. I'm still mad at that game. Okay. There's also Winter Storm Draco we have never played. That's true. Oh, you have the list with you, don't you? Uh, do I? Oh, it sounded like you had the list the way you were going through no, names. No, that was my head. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jason, you beta tested Winter Storm Draco. Did you get to the end? I did beta test Winter Storm Draco, and I got to a happy question mark ending okay i don't know what that means well i don't want to like come right out and s- describe did the you finish the game, the game before yes i finished okay the game. okay um <laughs> uh 
I'm big into that game. I would be happy to play it just because of how much I love myself and how great I am. <laughs> I thought that that was what Jenny was talking about when, when she said we depressing bird the, game, the depressing bird game. Oh, oh, I, I see. I don't consider I wouldn't consider that game depressing either, but it does. It does have uh, birds of ill birds. omen and intent in it. Perhaps That's true. OK. Um uh, the other game that you said that you hadn't played uh, The Island of Dr. Wooby at all. I have not played Dr. Wooby at all. Okay. Um, and then there was other... Well, we already said, or I already said, that it's Jenny's job to make this decision. All right. Um, let's see. Well... I'm just going to throw out there, though, that I'd be happy to replay a game I've already played because then we could, like, talk about it while playing. And okay, let's play true. Winter Storm Instead Draco. Of, yeah, Always. let's do Winter Storm Draco. Okay. Not that I was necessarily steering us in that direction, but I guess I kind of totally was. Yeah. Sorry. Also, it's seasonal right now. That's true. And okay. who knows if it'll be seasonal the next time we record a podcast. Who knows if it'll be seasonal by the time I edit it. <laughs> Very true. Um... Although oh, Iowa winters July action. Yeah. Uh, last hundreds of years in some cases. So there's a joke to be made about how long it takes to edit a podcast and how long it takes for spring to arrive to the people mm-hmm. of the blighted Midwest. And instead of making that joke, I say to you, screen reader or mobile device, type yes. Otherwise, please type no. Thank you for your time. Ryan, do you count as a screen reader? I guess I do. So do we type yes? Jenny, I'm going to leave uh, this decision with you. I'm not sure what that changes. Oh, you don't? No? You're not? No. I never typed it because I wasn't using a screen reader or a mobile device. Oh, okay. Um, I, I kind of I want to type no because Ryan is not a screen reader in the way that he meant it but at the same time he is because he's reading the other the way he, well yeah and we're not actually typing i'm just talking into a microphone so like this okay. this is my this is my at right here this is my assistive technology is y'all yeah uh, i think whatever changes have been made might help us a lot playing in this format oh okay so let's say yes okay i'm gonna say no okay thank you no. please type as loudly as possible <laughs> So I'll start <laughs> typing. Ryan, type as loudly as possible. Your wish is my command. In December of 2012, a weather system of colossal size brought itself into existence off the western coast of North America. As it passed over the mighty Rocky Mountains, the weather system increased in its intensity and destructive capability, its barometric pressure eventually falling to an astounding 971 millibars. Hundreds of feet of snow fell on the people of the Midwest. Thousands of those people were left without electricity, made to shiver by candlelight as they awaited the cataclysmic termination of the Mayan calendar. In Earth's northern hemisphere, the nights of the 19th and 20th were among the longest of the year, and in the American Midwest, they were also among the coldest and the most fraught with dread. The Weather Channel gave a name to this weather system. The National Weather Service, having opposed the Weather Channel's practice of naming winter storms since its announcement in October of the same year, did not use or acknowledge this name. In the official 
records, the storm will be memorialized only by cold statistics, by two hyphen separated dates. But language belongs to all of us, to each of us, and we invent our language anew each time we speak it. When you type a word into a computer, you decide with absolute authority what that word means to you, and your decision cannot be contested by any individual, social group, government entity, corporation, or text parser. If you choose to call a storm by a name, then that name is... If nowhere else but in your heart, the name of that storm. The name of the storm to which I refer is also the name of this text adventure computer game. Winter Storm Draco, an interactive documentary by Ryan Veter. Release 1, serial number 150928, inform 7, build 6L38, I6 slash V6.33, lib 612ths N. Uh, the main difference between saying that you have a screen reader or you don't have a screen reader is how that opening text is displayed. If you're using a screen reader or a mobile device, then typing randomly to make all those letters appear um, is untenable on a mobile device and will sound bizarre and stupid on a screen reader, I imagine. I don't really know how screen readers work, but I imagine it would, like, speak each letter individually in some places. So I only really entered that, um, made that choice there to affect the way that that's displayed. If you're using a screen reader, then it just displays it all at once and you don't get to type everything. Um, you lope across the road with absurd syncopated steps, your arms unevenly heavy with grocery bags, your lumbering gait spotlit by six lanes of headlights. With each step, you run the risk of falling over and making an even bigger fool of yourself. Just as you reach the far side, the signal changes and traffic resumes. Slowly. Nobody's eager to start fishtailing across the fresh snow. Highway. That was the hard part. From here on, it's a straight shot, no problem. The grocery store is north across the highway. That's where you just were. To the south is a trail through the woods, and on the other side of that is your house. You should try to get there quick before the storm catches up with you. Well, I always like to try to backtrack in games like this. So, uh, to be a smartass, let's go north. Go north. It's too late to go back to the store. Whatever you forgot, you can live without. All right. What are we carrying? Inventory? You're carrying a plastic bag and a canvas bag. Ah. Make sure you look in both of those. I would... Yeah, okay. I had I, a I've... player who didn't bother looking in those recently, and I was oh like, oh, gosh. yeah. That, uh... I didn't consider that possibility, and they were stuck. Huh. Well, that's... I mean, that just seems... If you have a bag, you're gonna look into it. If you have just the smallest modicum of adventure game kung fu. Right. Um, yeah. But not so everybody we, does these days. No. Oh. So this person was um, literate enough to like move forward into the game to the point where there was actually a puzzle, but when they got to that point, um, and they had tried inventory, but they had never occurred to them that the bags would contain anything, I guess. Or that if the bags did contain anything, they assumed that they I would let oh. them know. Oh, yeah, they just... That reminds me of uh, I don't I don't want to make this the Jason talks about the past 
uh, hours any more than it already is, but like a seminal moment in my own appreciation of adventure games came when I was a kid. I was like 12 and I was playing Scott Adams, uh, Spider-Man, officially licensed Spider-Man graphical, <laughs> graphical picture aided uh, text adventure game. And I was playing it with my older brother Peter, who who loves Spider Man, so he was he was patient enough to play this weird game with me. <laughs> Peter Parker, Peter McIntosh, as oh, it turns oh. out, because that's my last name too. Uh, and uh, but uh, you know what? That's probably why I liked uh, he had an affinity for Spider Man, because there you go. Um, so yeah, so we uh, there was a point at which we solved a puzzle. And we are rewarded with a new room, and there's a painting on the wall. And, like, I knew what to do. I took the painting down, and I said, oh, what can we do with this painting? Let's try tearing it up. And tear painting says, I, because it's all in first person, I rip the painting in half. A small piece of paper flutters to the ground. And I was like, and Peter was like, oh, that's stupid. Forget it. Why'd we do that? Because it's like, oh, you, you open up the painting and just garbage. This paper. That's, that's useless. <laughs> wow. And that's... Really interesting. Yeah, because if, if that happened in real life, and I think of that sometimes, like I'm walking down the street and like I'll see like a CVS receipt on the ground and I'll be like, you know, if this were a computer game, I would be so happy right now. Because right, because that would have your password on yeah. it or the phone number or something. I would finally get unstuck from this thing I've been in for the last 10 years, complaining <laughs> about every time. <laughs> anyway, um, supermarket, we can't go into it. Uh, let's look in the canvas bag. Okay. In the canvas bag are two bottles. My notes to other creators of interactive fiction text adventure computer games... Never make identical objects ever in your life, <laughs> ever. So these are these are these are two glass bottles, or they're just two bottles. Why don't we X bottles? Why don't we? You can't use multiple objects with that verb. I'm sorry. I know this is stupid. Is 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 that the game talking? That's the text of the game. I feel like I, I haven't actually been on Clash of the Titans until I asked Ryan, wait, was that the game? <laughs> I have arrived. Okay. Um, now, now I'm stuck on these bottles. Examine bottle? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to. Thank you. And Disambiguation. The, it's so, whatever. This is some extremely cheap wine. Uh, examine wine. This is some extremely cheap wine. Okay, open wine. You apply the corkscrew. You had a corkscrew. With some difficulty, given how cold your hands are and how cold everything else around is, but then there's a pop, and you have a loose cork and an open bottle on your hands. Rock out. Let's drink the wine. Okay. Mmm. Whiny. Right. (laughs) I uh, am a teetotaler. (laughs) <laughs> and so I have no idea what wine tastes like, and I w- would never bother to uh, implement its effects in a game, uh, but I guess I'm around people who drink and rely on wine so much that uh, I I can think of three different games where uh, that I've written where wine is an important object. Uh, yeah. 
Well, you know, also just by saying whiny, like, uh, you know, that's the, the, the Scott McCloud uh, masking effect. You're just um, a- allowing the reader to mm-hmm. imagine what that means. And they, they can immediately, like, I know when you say that, given what we already know about the wine and that I've been told twice that it is extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. And if its only description is whiny, that immediately produces a very strong taste in the back of my mouth. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's that is that is more effective than than you than you may than you may think. I also feel like it's in character for this protagonist who I don't think has a very sophisticated wine palate. No. Um part of this protagonist is based on my old housemate Rose. Hi Rose. Hi Rose. Um who uh was big into wine and uh, uh I don't think was big into uh, spending a lot of money on wine. As as uh, I, I I think I'm in Rose's camp on on this one because I always get the I always get the cheap stuff from the uh, the package store because I really don't think there's a one 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 can uh, find any number of contemporary news accounts questioning whether the, really there's any difference in flavor mm-hmm. between the uh, you know the the nine dollar Ravenwood and the X dollar whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Ravenwood. That's. Uh, Accidentally apropos. What's in the uh, the canvas bag? Uh, two bottles. What about the uh, plastic bag? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the plastic bag. Thank you. In the plastic bag are a package of hot dogs. I remember now. A package of hot dogs, a package of solo cups, and a corkscrew. Right. Which we put back into the bag after we're done using it. Of course. It, it's, it seems like bizarre to think about the character like like sort of coming to... And being inhabited by the player outside of this supermarket oh, in, in the flowing so snow, and then immediately just trying to stuff all of the food into their mouth. I like, love that so much. Um, well, we I have love to how do it. stupid these games are. No, let's open the hot dogs. We've got to <laughs> yeah. do it now. Now that I've said it, I've uncorked the genie it all right after the wine. It's plenty cold out here, but it'd be more sanitary to leave the package sealed until you could put it in a proper refrigerator. I'm sure I wrote this before I coded the opening of the wine. Right. Uh, because if I had, I would have been like, well, you can open the wine, so why can't you open the hot dogs? And I would let you open the hot dogs and probably eat the hot dog, even though you need to, you ostensibly need to get these grocery items back home. Yeah, you know, wine, wine does not go into the fridge, though. So that's, that's, oh, that's, that's true. fine. Yeah. Um, hmm. That makes sense to me. So uh, examine the corkscrew. Yes. It recently came to light that somehow neither you nor any of your housemates owned a corkscrew. Well, from now on, any time they want to screw a cork out of anything, they'll be at your mercy. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so, uh, refresh my memory. There were two bottles. We've examined one of them. Have we looked at the other one? Uh, the thing is... Well, here's the thing. Uh, yes. The bottles are identical, so they both say the same thing. This is some extremely cheap wine. All right. Um, but um, now oh, that you've opened open. one, yes. you have an open bottle of wine in your inventory, and the canvas bag contains a closed bottle. I think what I did uh, was you have two identical items in your inventory initially. When you open one, um, it replaces the two bottles with the closed bottle and the open bottle, which are separate objects. Oh. Because, because yeah. nothing works the way it should. That's uh, they call that stagecraft. That yes. is fine. That yep. is, in fact, even the words that Inform Seven Code uses. 
move him right off stage. Um, unless he doesn't anymore. I don't know. I haven't used it in five years. Hey, let's go home. I'm. Oh yeah, let's go home. We just go go north, right? No, Across north the is the thing. You're dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said you were dumb. I I again. I don't know if that's the game, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I I can't think of. Oh my gosh! Wait, no, no. North is the supermarket. We already did that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just going in circles right. now. But no, it's it's too early for that. Oh, foreshadowing. Uh, let's go south, please. Thank you. Uh, now you are walking into the woods. Now you are losing your bearings. You turn around to retrace your path and return to the highway, but the snow has already covered your footsteps, and the trail, if it was indeed the trail, is invisible. Now you have no idea where you are. Fire pit. A circle of rocks here indicates that this area was used as a fire pit at some point by an outdoors person or outdoors people. The rest of their campsite is long gone. Your house is south, but you don't know which way south is. Obvious exits are wander determinedly, wander aimlessly, Wander randomly and wander desperately. I told you it was foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> what happens if you just type wander? Um, wander. Uh, you wander randomly through the woods. Fine. Uh, bench. There's a little bench here for hikers to rest on as they enjoy the beauty of nature. It is covered in snow. Obvious exits are the same exits. Uh, you hear a car zooming dangerously fast on the highway. Wait, which way was that coming from? Ooh, listen. Listen. Wind. Wind. Um, let's examine the snow. Okay. Each flake falls at more or less the same rate, as the at the same gentle angle toward the ground, and the effect is as if this lattice of white motes were being projected onto the air by a disco ball. The snow on the ground is a completely different substance, an opaque layer of dust thickening by the second. I haven't examined me yet. Oh, Can yeah. Can we do that, please? You are wearing a puffy black jacket. Oh, let's look at the jacket. This jacket is not flattering in the slightest, but it isn't supposed to look good. It is supposed to keep you from freezing to death. It's not doing a very good job of that, either. Well, let's take it off, then. <laughs> As lousy as this jacket is, it's far better than the alternative. You'll keep it on. Very good. Um, there's a bench here. Can we examine the bench, please? It's an old bench, all splintered wood and rusted metal. There's an Altoids tin stuck to the side of it somehow. What? Uh, Don't feign surprise. Jason has played this game. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, okay, wait, this, this is where the tin is, but I would totally look at the bench anyway because it's interesting. And I, I also think it's interesting that you, the Altoids is just there. You don't, like, make the player, like, look under it or anything. Because if it was a proper geocache, it would be, you know, stuck under it like a wad of gum yeah, in my yeah. experience. Um, no, that's true. But, like, there's no way you could hint look under the bench. Right. Maybe Rose oh. is just that experienced of a geocacher. Yeah, she she just knows it's there. Here, yeah. This person. Um, let's uh, look at the tin. It's obviously an Altoids tin, although it's rusted up pretty bad. And the logo is covered in a bunch of tape securing something. Oh, a magnet to the lid. That must be how it's sticking to the side of the bench. Let's grab that tin, please. 
That's not a verb. Sorry. <laughs> the the thing doesn't have um, grab. Understand grab is taking. Weird. Um, yeah, you would take the tin. Tin taken. Open tin. You open the Altoids tin, revealing a strip of paper and a penny. Ooh. Uh, all right, I'm going to try your, your trick. Get all. Strip of paper. Taken. Penny. Taken. Package of hot dogs. Taken. Package of solo cups. Taken. You Wait, no. <laughs> Package of solo cups. You tear the plastic apart and pull out a cup. Nice. I don't know what... That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, corkscrew. I needed that cup. Taken. Yeah. Unopened yeah. bottle of wine. Taken. So I just emptied the bags into my arms. Yes. Oh, yeah, you did. That's That's fine. what get all does, Jason. It's a giant magnet. I just... Well, in my games, apparently, it's a tell me what the nouns are because I don't know what to do. <laughs> but, okay. Um, yeah, when That's... I told my Spider-Man story, I didn't realize there would be a, a slip of paper involved in, in the near future. Yeah, mm. boy, why did we open that tin? All we got was a slip of paper and a penny. What are we going to do with that? Those are worthless. Drop all. No. Uh... <laughs> Can we examine the paper? Okay. The paper is rolled up tight, but once unrolled, it says, Congratulations, you've just found a geocache, intentionally or not. Geocaching is the anytime, anywhere adventure where players called geocachers. You don't have time for this. You roll the paper back up. <laughs> um, I really love that part. I want to, you know what? I kind of want to, wait, can we examine the penny? Yeah. Can we examine the penny? Can we examine the penny? The description of the penny is: This penny is seen. Excuse me. May we examine the penny? (laughs) The description of the penny is: This penny has seen better days. Right. So uh, I want to do. I I think when I played, I I felt, I felt obligated for a moment of role playing here. And what I want to do is to put the paper back into the tin and attempt to attach the tin back on the bench oh okay put oh the paper oh wait put paper in tin put tin on bench you shouldn't leave that there who knows if you'd be able to find it again uh just for kicks does mm-hmm. attach tin or stick tin to bench do anything you would achieve nothing by this and okay and stick is stick, stick a verb tin I, to I bench that's not a verb i recognize all right Great. We'll keep. We'll keep. Uh, we'll hang on to that. All right. Jason's so... voice lowered as he realized he would not be returning the tin to its original <laughs> location. I feel bad. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm... Role playing nothing. We're an adventurer, son. Yeah. Oh, man alive. I feel We're like there's <laughs> golden experience. Got it. People out there who like think that they are the protagonists, so they take the geocaches home with them. What in real life? That's what we're positing right now. Oh, they're like sort of Bethesda-ing it up. They're just, they're just like this is this is loot. Yeah, it's mine now. I mean, we don't know if this person actually knows what a geocache is because they didn't read the piece of paper Mm -hmm. and get to the etiquette part about how you're not supposed to take the geocache home. You know what? Instead of instead of referring to this person as just a you know I have protagonist ghost, let's say that it's Rose who I used to yay Afghan cap. Okay, it is now Rose. Um, yes, when my reading of that, I guess I was, I was projecting myself into the player 
uh, character because I read that as you, you you know exactly what geocaching is and you're like, yeah, whatever piece of paper. But <laughs> I like your reading of it too, Jenny, that it's like, oh, this is just some BS I, that I do not have time for because I am freezing to death, which is also true. Well, you want to know what the author's interpretation is? Yes. Um, the person saying you don't have time for this is the narrator chiding the player character for wasting time on this thing that's not going to save them from freezing to death. Interesting. Uh, so is it being chided by the narrator that causes them to roll the piece of paper back up? Um, I, I guess it's like the the feeling that uh, Rose has of like the, the voice in the back of your head that Rose doesn't literally hear, uh, but that uh, the, the, she gets the message from the narrator that you, you're not supposed to be doing this. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if the, that's uh, what I intended when I wrote it. It kind of reads to me now after thinking about it, that it's the player character dismissing this stupid nonsense. But uh, that's, what's great about Ryan Veter's games is that there's room for interpretation. <laughs> Thanks. Lumpy space author. Um <laughs> Let's, uh, all right, let's go back to wandering. What if I type wandering again? Is it random every time? Um, here's the thing. All the wander, uh, wander whateverly uh, commands just do the same thing. So there's no difference between what you write. And in fact, if you type some other adverb, if I type wander boldly, then it says you wander boldly across the snow. Nobody Ooh. has found that because why would you type an adverb Wait, into a text Wait, can you just parser. make up adverbs? Can I be like wander, wander crisply? Will that work? Yes. Wander uh, cromulently. Yeah. Wait, can what if you say like wander Fred? Fred doesn't work. Uh, well, no, wander Fred, uh, you wander desperately through the woods. It only uh, stores your input and spits it back out at you if it ends in L-Y. That's amazing. I feel bad that we're like taking this game apart while we're instead of enjoying it. No, that's what you're supposed to do on Clash of the Titans. Hooray! I feel so good that we're taking this game apart while (laughs) we're playing it and enjoying it. Um, Um, So I undid those Wander Freds back to the bench. Okay, good. All right, here we are at the bench. I think we're done with the bench now. Oh, okay. So I'll wander cromulently? Sounds good. You wander cromulently. That's a word. I said it correctly. Through the woods. <laughs> near a stump. You've stopped near a huge tree stump, which is quickly disappearing under the snow. Obvious exits are wander cromulently. Wander Fred. Wander, wander. <laughs> uh, you hear the sirens of a distant emergency vehicle. I want to listen again. Wind. But yeah. also... No, just the wind. You hear an unseen owl hooting a warning. Too late, owl. Mm. Can we Thanks, clean? Owl. Can we wipe the snow off the stump? Um, wipe. I think wipe st- isn't a standard verb. Yeah, let's wipe stump because I don't think it's ditransitive. You rub the stump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't have time to read that geocaching thing, but I got time to rub this stump all day. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Rub the stump. <laughs> Let me know when you're done with that. 
Uh, well, let's examine this stump now that we've given it our uh, attentions. Whatever mighty tree grew from this stump is nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Are, are there trees all around us? Yeah, but they're all straight up still attached to their stumps. They're, yeah, they're still attached to their pre-stumps. Okay, cool, cool. Is it um, a pre-stump when it... Ooh, you just oh, blew my mind. Just like we're all pre-skeletons walking yeah. <laughs> Don't say that! Sorry. I think I was porting that, that, that joke to trees. I was arborealizing it. <laughs> Erm, thank Wonder you. Wonder arboreally. Yes, please. Okay. Wander arboreally. You wander arboreally along what may very well be the right trail. Near a log. You are near a log. It will hey, you said that... Oh, never mind. Shut up. You, you are near a log. It will ser serve as a useful point of reference as long as there is only one fallen log in these woods. Okay, I want to look at... The, let's check out that... Let's examine that log. It's a thick log, but the stump it used to be connected to is not in evidence. I, a, it's a puzzle. We have to reconnect. We have to rebuild this tree. <laughs> yeah, okay, we need to put this log back on the stump. A layer of snow is rapidly accumulating on top it. of it. <laughs> oh, good lord. A layer of snow? Can yeah. we look at the layer? I don't think so. No. Oh, well. Uh, can we sit on the log? You understand that implementing the layer of snow would mean that I have the all omniscient snow object and then this individual layer object, which is more work than you can expect me to do. Well, you could also just, uh, what? Like, understand uh, layer as the snow while yeah, the location is near the log? Yeah, that's what a smart person would do. Don't even do while in the location, just layer. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I guess. snow everywhere. That's true. Anyway, what was the thing you wanted to do after examining the lair? I wanted to sit on the log. Sit on log. Yeah. It'd be an uncomfortable seat, even if it weren't covered in snow. Oh, see, the stump would have been better. We missed our chance. That's fine. Um, okay, so let's 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 take stock here. We've we've seen the fire pit. We've seen the bench. You can't see any such stump. thing. We've seen. A, I, oh, these aren't commands. Oh, I'm just okay. talking out loud through chattering teeth. I'm still. I worried. thought you were trying to take Ooh. stock. Oh no! Hey, I see. a joker for you! A joker for you! <laughs> my my understanding it. of why in adventure games inventory is the uh, is the word is because in in uh, in adventure, which I think had a strict two word parser, yeah, it was take inventory was the full command hmm. because they needed two words to somehow. Oh, it, oh, it was only a two-word parser. It That's was my no one-words allowed? One word. Wow. I think, well, yeah, I, I don't, don't quote me on this um, because... What I, if I record this audio and put it on the internet? Where oh, no. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't record me on this. I said you couldn't quote me on oh, okay. this. No, I mean, obviously you can use one-word commands in Adventure, but my, my understanding, just based on personal experience, is that if you read the help screens of, I want to say Adventure, it'll say... To see what you're carrying, type take inventory. And the, you know, uh, Crowther and or Woods and or whoever mutated these games after them um, very much wanted it to be two words. It's like you, you type go north and you type take inventory. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, these just. Uh, so I want to say, as, as my own personal <laughs> theory based on no research at all, that inventory as a command for what am I holding is a back formation 
of mm. take inventory, which is a forward in, uh, formation of what's a two-word command that means what am I holding? And that's my own personal theory based on zero evidence. Wow. The end. Anyway, um, Ryan Veter is Dra- Winter Storm Draco. Uh, right. Winter so have, Storm Draco. I'm excited. Uh, we got two wine bottles, one of which is open. We have a corkscrew. We have a penny. We have an Altoid tin, which is magnetic. Um, Here's we, a cool thing. The status yeah. bar has the location near a log, and uh, it has visibility, and visibility is pretty bad. It's the words pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's wander to another location. Okay. Let's, let's wander happily. Okay. You wander determinedly. I forgot to type happy. Sorry. Along no, I don't want to. I'm not happy anymore. What? Oh, <laughs> I knew that if I didn't do that, then I could make my mission true. Yeah, it's, that's the literal meaning of begging the question, I think. This is a depressing game about birds. Tree full of crows. <laughs> you have reached an ancient oak tree. Its branches are heavy with black crows. They are weirdly quiet. Obvious exits are wandering around. Let's X these crows. The crows are crammed to clo- clo- the cr- crows are crammed close together for warmth. <laughs> And you can't make out any individuals, much less guess how many are up there. You can tell they're crows, though, by the way. They hop around and flap occasionally. Here's a fun thing you can try in real life. While you're near a tree full of crows, quickly but silently, raise your arms into the air. If the author were going to try doing this in a text adventure interactive documentary, I guess the command he'd enter would be wave. I, I, I'm not ready to pull that trigger yet. I don't know. Okay. Okay. How, how do you feel, Jenny? Um, I do, do what you got to do. Have you examined Circles? the crows yet? I think you just did. That's what I think. That's yeah. That's, that's that literally yes. what just happened. All right. I, uh, crows, comma high. Let's get at least put something. <laughs> Please. You can't talk to the black crows. Oh, I see. All Can right. I wave see them in concert. We wave, waving. You raise your arms quickly but silently. And the whole flock of crows flies out of the tree in a noisy and confused manner. As wild as this seems, it is totally a real thing that happens, and in the author's experience, it is very reliably reproducible. It is not typical for the crows to shriek (laughs) as they fly off, though, the way they're doing right now. Something shiny falls out of the tree and into the snow at your feet. You pick it up before you lose track of it. Uh, inventory. You're carrying a sewing needle and all the other stuff. See, this okay. two games in a row we're playing involving items insinuated into your inventory, although mm-hmm. you, you are much more clear about it than my game was. <laughs> <laughs> so, a sewing needle. Yeah. Examine so the needle. Was, I'm this sorry. This was what? Oh, no. Go ahead and examine the needle. No, say what you were going to say, Jenny. I was going to say this was about the part when I was playing where I had to Google how to make a compass. <laughs> uh, that's spoilers. Well, no, at some point it, it tells you, you know, in the same tone as, like, the, the tree thing. It's like, by the way, maybe you want to make a compass now, but... Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, here's how you make a compass. Yeah. But it <laughs> takes uh, many wanderings before that happens. Many wanderings. I think... Yeah? I think, actually, I'm in the same... My playthrough was the same as yours, Jenny, in that I hit the needle and I'm like, oh, we're making a compass. 
Uh-huh. And then I didn't Google it, but I did get up to well, let's 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 try to reproduce my experience in fact. Okay. okay. Zounds, we need to make a compass. I I have Oh my goodness. Let yeah. me read to you the description of this needle before you jump to any crazy conclusions. I'd rather talk more about compasses, but okay. It's a sewing <laughs> needle. Apparently, someone lost it, then a crow found it, then the crow lost it when you scared the poor thing out of its tree. Now you were saying about compasses, an unrelated subject. Yes, nothing at all to do with this. Uh, let's do something very compassy and stick the stick needle in. We already said stick's not going to work. Put needle in cork. Uh, with a great effort, you push the needle lengthwise through the cork until the point emerges fr- from the other end. This is the least realistic part of the game because there's no way you can do this without pliers yeah and i guess uh really yeah because you would you would just bore a hole through your thumb trying to push it through the this the the non-pointy end right unless you use i don't know um i mean couldn't you push it through with a rock or something uh maybe Uh, i i I I don't think that this is one of those details though that like no one is like no one playing the game would ever think about, and you the right. author are the only person bothered by that. Like there's something in the Warbler's Nest that is very much like that to me. Literally, no one's ever complained about it, but <laughs> I think about it all the time. Maybe the wine is just that cheap. That oh, the cork, the, the cork is, is, very is also penetrable. It. Yeah, I was gonna say that that just two sips and you can no longer feel the pain. As <laughs> <laughs> as the needle digs through your thumb, yeah, or or you yeah. already have frostbite there, or some combination of the two. Yeah. Um, so did we hose ourselves by not first magnetizing this needle? I I'm gonna say no because uh, I want to see if I can actually replicate what I did. So I didn't figure okay. out the magnetization, and I think like I actually had the game like <clears throat> at me in some way. So I want to see if I can do that. So let's uh, fill. Uh, let's put uh, pour wine into cup. Okay, I'm gonna use your exact terminology because I don't know if this. Excuse works. me. Throw wine into cup. Throw wine at cup. You pour some wine into the solo cup. Great. Let's put the needle. Uh, put the cork into cup. You put the cork into the solo cup. Okay. Uh, examine compass. <laughs> Uh, now, this is... Yeah, you can't see any such thing. Um, the part where you put the cork into the solo cup and you more or less complete the compass, but you're missing the critical ingredient of magnetization, that really should say so. You put the cork into right. the solo cup, but it's not a compass. You're on the right track. And I think there's plenty of messages like around here where I say, you're on the right track, but you need to do this. I, I totally hit something like that in the game, and it was brilliant. And I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was this... Um, I I think if you like put needle into cup, let's see. I'm gonna stop you there. See, this is what we are. Uh, you're on the right track, but I'm afraid the most you can accomplish by putting the needle right in the cup is accidentally swallowing a needle. <laughs> hmm. um, uh, but isn't the needle in the cork, which is in the cup? Yeah, which is in the uh, and it's floating in the wine, right? Uh, if we examine the cup. The cup is full of wine. A cork with a needle stuck in it floats on top, spinning around randomly. Uh, and then, 
inelegantly it says it's a red plastic cup with some wine in it in the solo cup is a cork so, okay it's a bit I, it, it, yeah uh well let's try wandering uh confusedly uh you wander confusedly through the woods near a log you're near a log it will serve as a useful point of reference as long as there's only one fallen log in these woods i had a problem here where i wanted the uh i of course wanted the locations to be you know randomly sorted so that you couldn't reliably move from one to the other because that's the whole point of this section of the game um but i also like i didn't want it to be so random that you could actually like move 15 times and never get to one of the critical rooms with the needle or the magnet Mm -hmm. so what it does is it randomizes the list of rooms and you walk through them in that order and then it re-randomizes the list and so you're guaranteed to hit all the rooms in your first, you know, before you start hitting a, a room for a second time. Right. That makes sense. Um, so, all right. Uh, well, let's just magnetize the needle then. Oh, okay, yeah, let's magnetize. Let's magnetize. Uh, so, magnetize um, needle. One good way to magnetize something is to rub it on a magnet. This only works if the thing you're magnetizing is made out of some kind of ferrous metal in the first place, though. I think, okay, yeah, this is the message I got. Maybe I typed in magnetize. Huh. Uh, I think I may have actually gotten the Altoids tin after trying all this other stuff. Oh, okay. So it seems it seems more more questy the way I, that I I, uh, I discovered this. Um, so rub uh, magnet on needle. Why you gotta rub everything, Jason? That's just how I roll. You rub the needle against the magnetized lid of the tin several times, a dozen times, twenty times, forty times. Eventually, your arm gets tired. Well, if it's not magnetized now, it never will be. Um, Two things while we're picking this game apart. Uh, One, if you have the magnet and you know that it's a magnet, then explaining, like, this is how you magnetize something is kind of stupid. It sounds sarcastic. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a ferrous metal chuckles, but uh, no, I... (laughs) The game didn't chuckle to me, I think, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, I didn't. I remember now the experience of my finding the Altoids tin. I, I thought, oh, hooray, a magnet. And I didn't feel that this time because we didn't need a magnet yet. Yeah. And it was more like, oh, yeah, I have a magnet right here. And then the game's like, yeah, maybe you have a ferrous metal genius. And I'm like, aw. Um, and, like, when you're referring to the needle and you say it only works if you're magnetizing a ferrous metal, that almost seems like a clue that the needle isn't a ferrous metal. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, like, that's just, like, I think it treats uh, a command containing magnetize as a mistake and just explains it to you in this way. But it would be a lot better if if you have the ingredients. If it just magnetized and, it. Yeah. Um, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, it made more sense when I played it. Thanks for ruining the beta. <laughs> Second um, thing is that after you magnetize the needle here, uh, you immediately get more text because the needle that you're rubbing repeatedly on this magnet is still in the cork, which is in the wine, which is in the cup. <laughs> so 
you stare at your makeshift compass intently. It's kind of cool because we can like Im- between paragraphs we can imply that you stick the needle back in the cork and put it back in the cup or whatever. It's the magic of text. It's, it's the, the magic of the, of the theater between of the lines. You and <laughs> Ryan me Beter. Be- between the lines with Ryan Beter. Oh, that's really good. We should rename this podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, but the name of this podcast is like the best possible name for this podcast. Okay, we'll do another podcast. Yeah. Between about... the lines. And it'll be about <laughs> this particular piece of text. Um, <laughs> Just this one. <laughs> uh, you stare at your makeshift compass intently, shielding it from the snow with your hand, trying not to disturb it with your breath. The cork spins around aimlessly. No, it's turning back. It oscillates, and then it stops, pointing steadfastly toward what must be either the north or the south pole of this earth. Let's say it's pointing north. It's a 50-50 proposition, right? You look around. If that's north, then your house is that way, and the clearest path through the woods in that general direction is southeast. Southeast it is. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Jenny. Can I digress for a second? I don't know if that's something we would ever do on this podcast, but I guess I'll allow it. Okay. So, you know how some people have that thing in their heads where they just know which way north is all mm-hmm. the time? Sure. My mom has that, and it's really... Have I complained about this to you before, Ryan? No. She will give you directions, like she will give you compass directions as though she's a text adventure protagonist. <laughs> and then you That's just amazing. have to stare at her because she told you to turn west, and you're like, which way is west? Wow. I'm going to need a left or a right. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, that was my digression. Um, I'm pretty good at knowing which way is north, or at least I'm pretty good at knowing which way is back to the thing. Yeah. 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 I can do back to the thing if I have gotten somewhere by, like, aid of a map. I'm pretty good about knowing which way is north. But if you just put me in a car and drive me around and dump me in a field somewhere, I have no idea. Yeah. I've done that, and you had no idea. I know. It's like, Ryan, why are we in a field? I said I wanted to test your text adventure acumen, and, <laughs> and you were found wanting. And then I took all. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't care for it. <laughs> you shouldn't have taken me to your house. Take take Jenny to house. <laughs> I don't see Jenny to house here. Um, so you wanted to go southeast? Let's go southeast. If it's not too much trouble. I I do what I want. Near a stump, you've stopped near a huge tree stump, which is quickly disappearing under the snow. The trail is starting to become more obvious now that you have your bearings. You can continue south. Nice. Uh, Let's go south. Okay. Empty oak tree. You have reached an ancient oak tree. Its branches do not have crows hanging out in them anymore. You're pretty sure the way home is southeast. Southwest. Wave. Wave. (laughs) You wave. Okay, you wave so- on the spot uselessly. Crowlessly. Uh, <laughs> southwest, was it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Bench. There's a little bench here for hikers to rest on as they enjoy the beauty of nature. It is covered in snow. The trail continues south. Can we Sit- return the Altoids to now? No. Gosh. Sit on bench? Uh, to sit on the bench would be to sit on a bunch of snow. Your butt would get wet. I shudder to think what kind of pants Rose is wearing right now. Uh, I can imagine them. Let's all imagine them. Okay. <laughs> all right, done. Yeah. Uh, I've already forgotten what direction. South. I'm terrible with directions in, in 
in both video games and in real life, by the way, so I keep having to look all the time. <laughs> south? Yeah. Yeah, south. South. Fire pit. A circle of rocks here indicates blah, 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 blah. The trail continues south. South, please. Uh, south, near the woods. Uh, the visibility has changed to very bad. No player Hello. ever notices this, because why would you look at the status line? Oh, no, uh, I, I love the status. Did, did I not comment yeah. on the status line? Uh, you may have. I, I remember one note from Emily Short who said something about the status line, and that probably extinguished all other comments about the status line <laughs> in e yeah. eternity in my head. Well, the, and it does, it does, it does uh, further uh, wacky stuff later that is going to be even harder to... Um, Convey in the yes. podcast? Yes. Uh, near the woods. That's what I remember. This is fairly close to where you thought you'd end up. Getting home from here should be easy. You're at the north end of the ceremony where it meets up with the woods. In all other directions are diminishingly visible grave markers. There are no streetlights over the cemetery, and the snow has picked up a bit. You can see, or you remember seeing, or you imagine having seen, larger shapes to the east and south. The wind blows a black feather past your face and out of sight. Can we listen? Mm -hmm. Wind. All right. Uh, examine the shapes. You peer into black torrents of snow. Your eyes unfocus. You see out to what might be an infinite distance. You lose track of what you were looking for. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> examine feather. You can't see any such thing. Okay. Are, are we are we standing by gravestones? Yes. There are, you're in the cemetery. There are um, gravestones all around, all around. Uh, let's examine them, please. You bend down to squint at one of the gravestones. This one says, Heyerdahl. Um, I'll go ahead and explain all the jokes on the gravestones. <laughs> uh, this one is in honor of Tor Heyerdahl, who sailed Kantiki and, um, as a Norseman, is a compatriot or countryman of mine. I see. But he has no thematic bearing on the story, I don't think. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, fine. Where, where are the exits again? Um, east and south. East and south. And home is, we think home is to the south? Yeah. Or Okay. Uh, let's, let's tromp to the south then. Near a mausoleum, where people come to see him. <laughs> the marble edifice offers no shelter from the storm, to you anyway, but it at least serves as a point of reference among the swirling snow and rows of headstones. The way back to the woods is north. Something else is east. Something else is east. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go back to the woods. Examine the mausoleum. The snow seems to fly deliberately around rather than settle in a drift against the walls and columns of black marble. The bars over the windows and door are wrought in a floral motif. The name chiseled over the threshold is Silas. 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 S-I-L-A-S. Silas. Silas. Like Marner. This is a reference to something in a different game of mine that is really self-indulgent. What's that? Um, there's a bench in Renlaw. Oh. And... And it, the bench's name is it's, it's Silas. The plaque on the bench says that it's in memory of Harmony Silas. Oh well, it's it's just a it's a little in universe, not yeah, yeah. for, the, for yeah. the fans. For you put that on your on the on the Vita uh, uh, Wikia. 
I can't wait for a reader wikia. That would be the greatest thing. We could make one tonight. I don't want to. I don't want a free wikia though, because the ads make my laptop run hot. Uh. All right. Um, let's go see something else. Let's go east. Okay. Near an obelisk. The open area around the obelisk must be a driveway underneath the snow. The nearby grave markers all stand at a respectable distance. At the foot of the monument is a spotlight. It's either turned off or burnt out. A large dark shape is west, and a smaller dark shape is north. If you're, if what you're standing on is indeed a road, it leads south. In the black sky, a blacker shape appears. No, you're imagining things. Oh, examine, examine the sky. There are no street lamps to illuminate the sky here. No. Uh, look at the obelisk. A pillar of white marble points up in defiance or reproach or warning toward, you can't see what, there's a bunch of clouds in the way. So the obelisk is white. The mausoleum to the west is black. Is black. There are only two colors in this game. It's well. It's it's. Uh, what's the weather? It's appropriate. You get some. You get some white. Well, no. I I uh, have I talked about this on the podcast before. That I like am very careful about what colors I mention. I know. Um, I've I've thought about that since. I remember in Taco Fiction, I didn't want to mention anything other than orange and green, I think, because then you would associate that with the cover art, and then you would have this idea of Taco Fiction that, oh, that, that's the green and orange game, because some wow. people think that. And uh, I've tried to do that in other games, um, but in this one, it's it was really easy to do. Yeah, well, black and white are certainly the colors of this game. I Actually, I just thought it was just white and in my memory this is going to sound funny but i remember i i suppose they are later but i remember the crows in the tree as being all white too so oh. this game is actually less less completely whited out in all aspects than i remember it being but <laughs> the experience of finishing that game just just retroactively it poured a bunch of paint over your memory yeah, which yeah. is appropriate to it, but uh, we'll 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 get there when we come to it. Um, uh, I want to yes. explain more things about my game since we're oh. here on the Ryan sure. Reader Self Indulgence Hour. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the pillar is pointing up in defiance or reproach or warning toward you can't see what because there's a bunch of clouds in the way. What this is meant to imply is that it's defying or reproaching or warning the the storm, winter storm, Draco. Um, but it, the protagonist is unable to see that the clouds are what's being pointed at. Yes, it is the clouds themselves yeah. that that make up the storm, that are the flesh of the storm. The, yeah, f- storm flesh. Mm. That's what the Norsemen called them with their yep. kennings. <laughs> and their things, which yes. were important meanings to Vikings. Uh, okay, Do I, uh, I think at this point... <laughs> <laughs> let's just go let's go south which is okay. not what i did in my playthrough oh near the gate you can see the southern wall of the cemetery now and straight down south of the driveway is the gate off to the side the black angel stands guard among the tombstones i can't see how that would possibly be important so let's go south okay as you approach the exit the black angel's wings shudder she rises from her post in an instant she's between you and the gate she brings the scythe down pointing right at your head what will you do Advance, back up, 
slice, thrust, or flee? Your uh, your choices are A, B, C, T, and F. What would we be slicing or thrusting with? Because we well, don't. We have... never found the thing. I didn't get. Yeah, you screwed up. You have no weapon. Oh no! You're. Yeah, we should have gotten the shovel from the I'm shed. Just, I know. Surprised. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah. That hasn't happened yet. No. Uh, no. I'm. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm. I'm curious. Well, I'm curious. A that slice and thrust are are options, and yeah. and B, I'm grimly curious what happens if we select them now. Okay. Which so one? let's uh, let's let's go with uh, we've let's go with slicing. Let's slice. go slicing. Uh, you can also use a command like slice right or cr if you wish. Because in which direction, up, down, left, or right, do you want to slice? I guess you haven't fenced before, but you always slice in cardinal directions. Sure. I, maybe we're just karate chopping here. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's slice slice down. You can't do that without a weapon. Okay, let's back the hell up. Okay, right. Uh, interestingly, um, you can't do that without a weapon. Um, we are still in, she brings the scythe down, pointing right at your head. So you are still in the process of making a decision about how to react to this. And I guess your decision now is flee? Yes, please. That sounds great, yeah. Near an obelisk. Too scary. Um, a large dark shape is west, a smaller dark shape is north. If what you're standing on is indeed a road, it leads south. And then, it says in fixed letter spacing. That's terrible. Um, let's go north. Near a shed. The tombstones draw oddly close to this shed. Too many people have died. There's no room left for cemetery maintenance. The shed itself is unbelievably decrepit and leans at about leans about 30 de- degrees away from the perpendicular. This must be down to an unevenness of the ground, but you could easily believe it was warped just this evening by the bitter wind. Vague spaces lurk sh- south and west. Uh, look inside shed. Vague space is a Stephen Malkmus song. You can't see inside since the shed is closed. <sighs> Let's open the shed. You know what's going on. You open the shed, revealing a shovel. So the uh, is the angel is not apparently chasing us past no. her her post. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's get the shovel. Uh, You lift the shovel. The rusty handle should be cold enough to burn your bare hands, but you feel fine. Mm. Because frostbite is setting in. Oh, that's less strange. (laughs) Did 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 you get that? Did you pick up on that when you when you were playing Jenny? No, I didn't. I I I I took that as an omen. If not, either either frostbite or something weird and creepy is going on. That that yeah. I think it's otherwise both. a deadening of the flesh. Yeah, but there's you know we're starting to get a bit chthonic in here, so it could, it, it could be yeah, it could be both. <laughs> uh, and all right, south, please. Okay, you want to go south again to the black angel? Yes. Okay. Um, there are black angels in a lot of cemeteries, but there is also one in the um, what's the name of the cemetery? I forget the name of the cemetery in Iowa City. Um, where this game takes place. Uh, the Black Angel hovers near the gate, awaiting your approach. Can we examine the angel? I feel bad we didn't do that earlier. Um, the uh, the description is different before she wakes up, so we've missed out on that. Uh, but here it is now that she's uh, active. Your eyes pass over the wide arc of her wings, the curve of her scythe, her worn stone hands. Then you look up into her eye sockets, and you quickly look away. <laughs> 
All right. Um, wave. <laughs> you wave. All right. Let's let's go south. Let's do this. You make okay. a run for the gate, but she glides into your path. She grasps her scythe and swings at you from the left. All right. Let's slice uh, left. I don't know if this is like stage directions. Like it's slice. It's, well, if, yeah, I think we're only we're talking left, in terms right? of your left. Yeah. So yeah, if we slice yeah. left. Uh, you grasp the shovel. You swing your shovel straight into her scythe. So yeah, you did what you wanted to do. Both Good. blades peel out sickeningly. The black angel is pushed back and you close the distance. Your progress has been recorded in the combat progress bar at the top of the window. <laughs> so there's a, in the place of where it would say the location and the visibility, you have a scale from defeat to victory. And uh, the... Uh, marker is roughly in the center of the scale. It's a little to the left toward the defeat. Um, this is the other thing. I think the only other thing that changes depending on whether you're using a screen reader. Um, if you are using a screen reader, then it, instead of, I don't know whether screen readers read the status line. And obviously this defeat equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, vertical bar, equal sign, equal sign <laughs> would not be good. So um, it just says the numeric value of your victory progress um, instead. So if we were properly taking this game apart, I would kind of like want to save and then intentionally lose just to see what happens because I didn't do that on my playthrough. But oh, I, I didn't I, either. It's just it's just too horrifying to contemplate. I know. Uh, like can 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 you can you? I guess the implication here is that losing is possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do it, Jenny? Well, yeah, it would be for science. I'm it scared, is for though. Science. Oh, okay. Um, let's go south again. Maybe we should say first. Uh, the black angel is between you and the gate. Um, the scythe blade is still swinging in from your left. I don't know if okay. I got to say that we before. We should definitely save first, because I think the alternative is just is playing through that entire beginning again. Um, I do not wish to do that. Save. I don't either. Name this save file. Much as I enjoy this game. Much as I final. enjoy this game. I'm playing on uh, Quixie. It's a long save file. And I save and so... Okay. Um, attack Angel. Attack Angel. That's a good idea. Pick one of the combat options. The scythe's oh. blade swings in from your left. Advance, back up, slice, thrust, or flee. Let's thrust. You lunge into her attack, and she slices into your left side. <gasps> the, the thing is closer to defeat now. She swipes back and forth theatrically, left, right. Then she swings in earnest at your head. Um, let's thrust, thrust again? again. Let's just yeah. Let's just keep thrusting. You lunge yes. into her attack, and she slices into your left side. She swings her scythe in the wide arc, coming from the right toward your neck. Thrust. You lunge into her attack, and she slices into your right side. You fall. The black angel laughs. When you can Thanks. stand again, you're not in the same place. You're near the obelisk. She just forced you back toward the obelisk. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we, okay, but we we're not dead? Examine me. You are wearing a puffy black jacket. I would examine the jacket. Yes. Yeah. Please. Your jacket has been reduced to pathetic tatters. Oh. Well... Good old jacket. It yeah. saved our eyes. All right. Thanks, this Jack. one's for the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go south. Let's avenge. Okay. The black angel hovers near the gate. I'm going to go south again. 
you make a run for the gate, but she like, guides into your path. She swings in a right arc, coming from the right toward your neck. Uh, not this time. Uh, slice, uh, slice right. Slice right. Slice right. You swing the shovel into her scythe. You feel it in your wrists, your arms, your shoulders. But the black angel reels from the impact and you gain some ground. She raises her scythe over her head and swings it down. Uh, slice up then? You raise your shovel against her attack. The scythe rebounds and the black angel nearly loses her grip. She adjusts her grip and slices at your right side. And slice right. Um... The scythe and the shovel smash into each other with such force that you expect one or both to shatter. The black angel staggers back. You lose sight of her in the snow. Then you see the blade coming at you on your right. Ah, uh, slice right. Okay, good job. You slice the <laughs> shovel into your as she reels from the impact. Now she's swinging from the left. This is kind of repetitive, huh? Yeah, this uh, uh, autoplay. Okay, slice left. Uh, she withdraws and grabs at her wound as if the stone were bleeding. Her wings heave, black feathers falling and flying away in the wind. She fixes you with a glare of desperate hatred. Then her body tenses as if she's about to scream, but instead she lifts herself into the air, through the storm, or through the snow, into the storm. And now she's gone, and you're at the gate, and the visibility is very bad. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah. South. Peter Street. This is named after... Uh, my former office mate, Amy Peters. No, it's not. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. It's what? named after a character in the Spider-Man narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. Um, oh. I can't believe I got that messed up. Um, I did share an office with Amy Peters, but this is named after the character from the book was... that this rips off. I was hoping you were going to say your former office mate, Peter Street. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, you are standing up to your ankles in snow, just outside the cemetery gate. South of you is Peter Street, a major thoroughfare. A fluorescent-lit pedestrian tunnel that leads underneath. To the east is a bus stop. The thick gusts of snow, now blowing at an extreme angle, make all of this very difficult to see. That, that won't be a problem for long, though. Your house isn't much further. A white crow flies out of the tunnel. Oh, that's what I was remembering. That crow white became crow. representative of every crow in the game. Yeah. Mm. Creepy crow. is. Can we examine the crow? It's gone. Uh, okay. Well, there's no sense waiting for the bus in this weather. I know how this works. Um, oh, you didn't see. He doesn't know about the bus. You know, we should go to the bus stop because I never went to the bus stop either. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. Yeah, bus let's stop. do it. The bus stop is a glass booth open to the elements on the side facing. You can go to the bus stop. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I think I, I never even tried. Uh, I was like, Who wants, it's not. Ah. Uh, a glass booth open to the elements on the side facing Peter Street. The entrance to the tunnel is back west. I, I don't know what to do. I'm suddenly outside of my element. Wait uh, for a bus. The, enter an unfamiliar situation. Next, you're supposed to adapt to it. <laughs> okay. Right, adapt. Come, become one with the bus station. So we're in a bus station. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yes, what, what happens if we wait at the bus station? If we just wait, time passes. Okay. Um, what are the objects here? Uh, the bus stop is the glass booth. I guess we can examine the bus stop. This is a, a weird situation where the location is basically identical with an object within the location, and I don't like it at all, but that's what happened. <laughs> um, part of the booth's interior is made up, taken up 
by a narrow bench just wide enough for two people to sit uncomfortably or for one person to sit while the other person stands and the sitting person wonders what's wrong autobiographical description <laughs> on the one of the windows is a rectangular mark something was glued to the glass and later ripped down huh examine the mark there may have been a schedule posted here once this bus stop may lo- no longer be in operation huh i guess yeah when i was playing i mean another like role-playing moment was like well uh i i live in the north i don't live in iowa but i live in new england and yeah a bus stop in a storm like this is just not going to work yeah even if it's mm. even if the schedule's still there so i just ignored it i was thinking i live like right there yeah yes jenny <laughs> oh you were just thinking that you live right there yeah I well, didn't you, investigate you the rose. bus stop because I didn't think I needed... Yeah, me, Rose. I'm like, I live yeah. like oh, yeah. right there. Why would I take a bus? That's the true. Game, the game is telling you explicitly, your house is almost here. And you yeah. just, you're, you've you been fighting creepy angels and your hands are about to fall off. Mm-hmm. And the narrator has been making fun of you all this game about magnets. Let's, uh-huh. let's go home. I got uh-huh. wine to drink. Yeah, yeah, but uh, crack open that second bottle. One, I think we deserve it. One beta tester didn't pick up on these many, many hints, and so they <laughs> stood at the bus stop and I think sat down or tried to sit down in on the bench and waited for a while. And that is why you have an an in world um, uh, clue that you know what this. this so why why did no you not that pick? was that was in there already the okay. schedule not being there the person just waited anyway. And, you know, like when you're playing a game and you're like, well, I'm going to wait 60 times and see what happens. Um, that's super easy to do. Da, 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 da. Um, because the Z is a shortcut for wait. Hot right. tip. Um, but um, when you're reading a transcript and you see oh. time passes, time passes, time passes, you start to feel really sorry for, if not the player, then maybe the player, player character amalgam who wasted 15 turns, which means 15 minutes waiting for a bus that would never come. So in honor of that player, I wait and I wait and far, far away in the most distant reaches of Peter Street, a pinprick of light appears. Oh my. Well, let's wait some more then. As the light approaches, it resolves in your vision as two lights. Headlights, maybe. Examine the lights. They must be headlights. Now you can make out the beams of illuminated snow falling in front of them, floating hastily out of the way of whatever vehicle is coming. It's something big. Is it a bus? It's got to be a bus. The bus is coming. It's totally the bus. Let's wait some more. Yeah. Now the bus is coming into focus by infinitesimal degrees. The massive windshield, the frantic wipers desperately pushing snow aside, the sickly yellow lights of the cabin. I mentioned a word that wasn't black or white. I said yellow. I screwed up. Okay. No, I did that for a good reason, I think. Oh, okay. I forget. Never mind. Okay. I'd be willing to make one up later. Uh, let's continue waiting. Uh, the bus is almost here, slowing to a stop with some difficulty. The road's very slippery. From this distance, at least, you can't seem to see any passengers. This is so creepy. I see absolutely nothing wrong with the plan of continuing to wait. Okay. <laughs> now you're sure that there are no passengers. That makes sense. Everybody else is at home already. 
This bus is braving these horrible conditions to save a specific group of very unlucky or very, very <laughs> stupid people, and it happens that tonight, the only person who satisfies any of the criteria is you. It's really having a lot of trouble slowing down. Oh, jeez. There's really not much else to do other than wait. Uh, yeah. You can also examine it, but... Um, oh. Oh. Let's I examine mean, the bus. Okay. It's still hurtling this way at the same speed, faster really than is prudent in this weather. You realize the bus isn't going to stop. The driver's seat is empty. Oh. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, like, is it is it actually hurtling at the booth we're in or just down the street? Um, if I were the dungeon master, I would say it's hurtling down the street. But, of course, I'm not the dungeon master. I'm just... So reading it seems the text safest so we... just to let it go past and then say, well, that was as weird as everything else that's happened, or less <laughs> so, and then uh, go back to plan A of going down the pedestrian tunnel. Okay, so I'll wait again. Time passes. The bus cranes heedlessly past the bus stop, and despite its, seed, it, despite its speed, you can see inside very clearly, if only for an instant. Then it's careening away, and all you can see is the rear. Two red lights, one red light, nothing. This Dracula right. bus. The bus of the undead. Oh, man. Um, there's a... This story is based in large part um, on true events, the events of Winterstorm Draco, but also on uh, Edgar Allan Poe's book, The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. And there's this uh, scene where the shipwrecked guys um, see a boat coming and they're like, finally, we're saved. And as the boat gets closer, they see, like, the guy at the stern or the front of the boat, um, like, waving or something. And it gets closer and closer. And then they realize that all the people on the boat are corpses. And the guy only seemed to be waving because a seagull was, like, trying to pull his muscle out of his arm or whatever. And uh, And then the boat just glides on by. And I thought that I should try to do uh, pay homage to that incredible scene with my ghost bus. But you didn't want to fill it with, I didn't want it to be full of corpses. eating a guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You had a bird connection, but that's like, no, that's, that's not. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit far for this game. No. Um, that's also why the crows are shrieking Teka Lee Lee, which is a cry that uh, Lovecraft stole from Poe. I did not know that, actually. I thought that... Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Cool. So, All right. Well, enough right. of this bus yeah, stop. Yeah, let's give up on this bus yeah. stop. Gross. Yeah. Seagulls. Yeah. Um, you're at... Looking at the... You're at Peter Street. Uh, the south of you is the street. And the fluorescent lit pedestrian tunnel leads underneath. To the east is a bus stop. Okay. South it is. Tunnel. Fluorescent lights, wreathed with ancient cobwebs, cast the concrete walls with a flickering pallor. Oddly, the light at the southern end of the tunnel is bright white. A cruel trick of the wind from the northern end blows snow in at an unnatural velocity with a force that threatens to knock you down. A shriek echoes. <laughs> you turn your head back and forth, but you can't tell from which direction it came. Um... I know that when I was playing, I kept trying to type Tekalili just to see if that was uh, implemented as anything. It doesn't sound quite the same when you say it. 
Hooray! Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, in the tunnel, visibility is fine. Okay. Well, that's better than it was. Yeah. We can just stay here. It's our new home. <laughs> um, okay, so we're just in a tunnel. Yeah. And um, home is to the south, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's troop forward. Troop forward. You exit the tunnel into absolute whiteness. A blast of wind hits you in the back and you fall to your knees. Your solo cup compass flies from your hand. A gout of wine stains the snow. Uh, the uh, status bar says, location unknown, visibility none. Wow. Yeah, just dropping dropping the solo cup was dead. That was like your one friend in the game has been taken from you. Yep. I, I sound like I'm being sarcastic, but that, that was actually very subtly... Uh, that, that that was a bit of a punch, even though it was just a cup of punch. Ha ha. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I originally, my plan was to make the words gout of wine be red text. That might have been going a little far. It seems, I don't know. I could probably get away with that. I'm cl- kind of glad you didn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, Classy. Yeah. Like a fine wine. Uh-huh. Let's Let's stand up. You do remember falling down, but currently you seem to be on your feet. Now the status bar says, location unknown, visibility none. A bunch of letters have been removed. Well, let's uh, let's go south. But which way is that? You take a few uncertain steps. The, there's more letters missing from the status bar. Wander bravely. <laughs> <laughs> you step forward through wind that seems to blow in all directions. In the whiteness, you can discern a tall white figure. Right. X figure? If the figure is as far off as he seems to be, then he is very tall indeed, but you have the uneasy feeling that he is closer than he looks. Mm-hmm. Writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, wave. Uh, you lift your arm. This is more difficult than it usually is. But the motion gets his attention, and he turns, meets your eye, slithers near. Um, then the words that he says, like the tekalili of the crows, is in fixed with font. He says, Sorry, idiot, I beat you here. Too bad. Your friends are gonna... Say, what's your name? Please enter your full name. Rose. Rose Is that, is that creepy? Schmidt. Okay. Rose Schmidt is her name. Okay. Nice to meet you, Rose. So the tombstone will read, Rose Schmidt died December 20th, 2012. And then in smaller text, it'll say, A huge idiot who was too cool to wear gloves. That's assuming anyone cares that much about your pathetic frozen corpse. Maybe they'll just let the birds take care of you. He looks up at the sky. No, they've all flown south for the winter. You hear a tekalili from far off, and he grins. Well... I'm here for the duration, so I'll try to comfort you in your final moments. You're welcome. Uh, X figure again. He is too immense for you to view all of him at once. The snow is too thick for you to see any of him clearly. Hmm, inventory. You are conscious of a weight pulling down on your arms, although that might just be your hands. <laughs> um, right, what did I do here? Uh no, let's be in the moment. Let's not think about the past. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I did here was I stopped playing an email, Ryan, that I had no idea. I was stuck here a little bit, 
and I don't know exactly what I did, so I'm going to try things. I'm going to go, uh, let's, can we go Draco, comma, high? He glares down at the source of your failing voice, and then he, then he pointedly breaks eye contact. I'm sorry, he says. Was there something you wanted to ask me about? Ask Clues about... Mm. Ask him about... Snow. Snow. He looks around. Pretty, right? I mean, I'm used to it, but I know humans have a thing where they think anything that can kill them is beautiful. (laughs) Ask him about me? You? Your name is Rose Schmidt. You decided, for whatever reason, against taking a bus or a taxi home from the grocery store, you cobbled together an exceedingly primitive compass. Then there was some British behavior in a cemetery, which wasted valuable energy that would have been better saved for use here as you slowly succumb to hypothermia. He shrugs. The rest of the story isn't really about you, per se. You and your dead body are equally unlucky but distinct entities. Ask him about crows. He half-heartedly stifles a chuckle. My opinion is that you ought to treat crows with greater respect. I suppose I should say... I suppose I should say you ought to have treated. Your lack of civility hardly matters now, though, tense in aspect notwithstanding notwithstanding i did great justice to the reading of that series of sentences (laughs) ask him about draco he bows deeply approximating a demure expression the puzzle here is figuring out that the storm's name is draco or that figuring out that you're talking to the storm personified um and that's a tough one and people got a lot of people got stuck on the point of it was like calling him Draco is the answer to the problem. And when you say Draco comma, whatever, it doesn't solve the puzzle of the way that kind of connection should. Um, anyway, here's what happens when you ask him about Draco. Yes, that's me. And I'd be happy to tell you everything about myself or as much as I can fit in before you die of exposure. Let's see. He looks through the snow and points a claw into the distance. I brought myself into existence off the western coast of North America a few days ago. I crossed the Rockies without difficulty, and, ha- and having accumulated a profound amount of atmospheric moisture, I started to cover the middle of your continent with rain, snow, thunder and lightning, everything. I just got here tonight, but I'd say I've already made quite an impression. It was never my intention to hurt anybody. I get nothing out of inflicting pain. But I do tend to think that your sad fate might not might not be all that pointless. Those who hear about what happened to you, if you're remembered at all, will hopefully take the story to heart, and it may encourage them to take me seriously. From here, I'm headed east. Boston, D.C., New York City, they'll appreciate me over there. For you middle America yokels, every snowstorm's the same. A mild inconvenience. Uh Uh-oh, we have to shovel the sidewalk again. But they'll really get me. They'll be talking about me for years. Winter Storm Draco. Are you dead yet? No. You're thinking, if West is that way... (laughs) Um... Then... Go West? You cast an eye that way, hoping that some landmark will appear from out of the snow and confirm your sense of place. Oh, the status bar is blank now. Uh, But nothing materializes. If you do know North from South, though, there's only one way to go. That is South. Okay. You turn away from Winterstorm Draco and begin walking south. Hey, where are you going? A scrap of color flickers in the air ahead. Your eyes are playing tricks on you. 
Hey, idiot, get back here. You... His voice cracks, replaced by shrieking and... Screeching, shrieking, screeching, and flapping so loud as to drown out even the wind. You break into a run. Euclid Street. Visibility complicated. <laughs> As you run, you refamiliarize yourself with concepts of line, form, and color. Those shapes that appear to be smaller than the other shapes only seem that way because they're further from you. The thing that is furthest away is a vanishing point. You can figure that out later. The orange-pink cast over all of the shapes is an effect of the streetlights or perhaps the dawn. The shapes themselves are houses. Each of them is surrounded and covered by at least a foot of snow, a colorless substance with many interesting properties. Your, your house is south from here. To the north is something you are afraid to look at. I see. So it's Euclid Street because we're coming back to terms with um, the concept of Euclidean geometry. Yeah, I thought that was clever for like two minutes and now i think it's too on the nose i kind of like it okay i didn't even pick up on that and there and now i'm now i'm so angry there really is a euclid street <laughs> in uh many towns so i don't yeah. mind okay uh can i can i be a smart ass and go north yeah you and i both know you'd definitely die okay so it is then <laughs> uh are you sure because that's the end of the game. <laughs> okay, more things. Well, uh, the thing is that uh, there's more to do with the thing to the north. Okay, well, would... examines what? What was it described as? Something I don't want to look at. Yeah, something you are afraid to look at. Examine something. You can't see any such thing. Uh, why don't we examine north? You glance back at a million screaming white crows. They look to be catching up with you pretty fast. The flapping is getting louder. The shrieking is getting more excited. What if we wait? Because I, you were one of the people who tried to wait and nothing happened, so I had to add this alternate ending. Time passes. The crows aren't here yet, but the cacophony of their approach is deafening. Well, now I have... If this is the J-Mac official ending, I have to <laughs> Time passes. Let's do this. The crows have caught up with you. They're on you all at once, like an avalanche, with beaks and talons ripping, or sorry, tearing apart your jacket, tearing the flesh from your bones, sucking out, and swallowing every soft part of your body. Your eyes are gobbled up early on, and so you sense rather than observe the process for most of its duration. Chest, thighs, stomach, neck. What isn't eaten is licked dry, then carried off into the clouds. Not even blood remains to mark the snow. When Winterstorm Draco has finished, there is nothing left to bury. The end. Wow. Well, that's alarming. Sorry. This was from the guy who thought it was too gross to put a bunch of corpses on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, can we undo? I permit you to undo. Please. Okay. Previous turn undid. Now I would like to walk south, please. Okay. Or run. Mosey. Yeah, running. Running might be a good idea. Uh, this is odd. Location, home, and uh, it doesn't say visibility. But I clearly, I marked it so that, like, I intentionally didn't bother saying visibility. I wonder what I was doing. Anyway. You unlock the front door and creep inside. A gust of wind blows it wide open. You push against it with the last of your strength, and it closes again. You call out softly to the stairway, but no one replies. Your housemates are asleep. You wonder what time it is. You decide not to check. 
you stuff the hot dogs in the refrigerator. <laughs> the pull, good old hot dogs. They yeah. come full circle. Pull oh, I'm out, so glad we got to refrigerate those hot dogs. Uh, pull out another plastic cup and pour yourself some wine. The end. Would you like to restart, restore a saved game, see some suggestions for amusing things to do, quit, or undo the last command? I'd like to amusing. Okay. This interactive documentary is for educational purposes only. <laughs> it is not intended to amuse. Oh. Excellent. I think uh, I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. This is the end of Winter Storm Draco. Hooray. Woo! Thank you for playing my game. Thank you for writing your game, Ryan. Thank you, listeners, for listening to my game. Thank you for helping me play the game, Jason. Thanks for uh, having this show be existing such that I can <laughs> be on it and uh, play this game, which I was happy to be a beta tester of. So thank you for allowing me to test it and add, uh, give you more work to do. Thank you for testing my game and giving me more work to do. Huh. Ryan, thank you for letting me beta test your game, Jason. Thank you for making it so that Ryan had to implement eyeball gobbling. I just like giving Ryan more work, I guess, is what it comes down to. I have a bunch of audio files to send you when we're done, Ryan. Oh, boy. That is... <sighs> Whatever. I'll cross that bridge <laughs> when I come to it. That pedestrian bridge. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Boy. You could just take the bus. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> it's when, uh, Sub Q wanted to print Winterstorm Draco, but it was too many words. Oh. Um, uh, it's kind of odd that uh, Tori from Sub Q like thought because she must have played it, uh, and then she thought that it was small enough to be printed by them when she knows that they have a limit of five thousand words, and like the number of words, like not like source code words, but words that you can actually see mm -hmm. in the game is probably more like 12,000, maybe 20,000. I forget. Um, but it's way too big. And so they were able to print the horrible pyramid because that game is so tiny. Um, but if I was making, I was about to say something like if, um, the, if sub cube printed winter storm Draco, the teaser blurb would be like, you could have taken the bus. Or can you? Or what, what? whatever you said before I started <laughs> yakking. You can send them a copy of this show to inspire them when they don't print the game because you just said they can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to write the light version. Oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine? Diet Winter Storm Draco. <laughs> it only has one very noisy crow at the end. <laughs> very aggressive it only has one crow all game it's just the same crow well you know how the game tells you to wave and then it t basically tells you to rub magnet on needle in this mm -hmm. version it would it would say okay you're lost in the woods you need to make a compass type in make compass <laughs> the whole game would just be 5,000 words about geocaching <laughs> Wait, that reminds me. I actually have a, a, a for reals question. Okay. So at the end, like I did, I was stuck on the end puzzle for a while, and I did eventually get by myself. Like, oh, you you call him Draco. Um, is that 
mentioned anywhere in the game other than the printed title? Is is the name of the storm appear anywhere in the game text before that? Other than the, the, the banner. There's the whole big long thing where you're typing noisily. That that doesn't say Draco in it though. That doesn't say Draco. Yeah, in it? It, it very carefully uh, avoids it. It like sort um, of dances yeah. around it in an extremely uh, not obvious manner, but yeah, no, it's it it makes a point of dancing around it and not coming out and saying what the name of the game is. And then there's the standard, uh, you know, in in form style title banner which has the name of the game in it. And if you um, try to refer to because like. X storm and X snow. Oh wait, X storm doesn't work. Um, X sky. The sky is a very low hanging mass of clouds, tinged orange pink by street lamps. Mentioning color words. Um, the. Um, I feel like I intentionally didn't let you refer to the storm as Draco until the last scene. Um, the thing is that uh, the name. You're right. The name of the storm isn't mentioned in the game except in the title but um i tried to i tried to clue the uh solution to the naming draco puzzle in the intro text where it talks about how naming things works um oh interesting it, it was uh it's not a very good hint because it's uh, the at the diametric opposite end of the game yeah i mean you yeah just for the this and how human memory works. But that was like, <laughs> but I don't does, know. It, it's uh, more of like a theme thing than a hint, I guess, where one of the themes of the game is naming, I guess. Oh yeah. Cause you have to put in your name. Right. Was there an earlier version where you had to wave at him or you'd get you, stuck? You do have to wave. Um, and a lot Can of people, wave? yeah, a lot of people got stuck at, uh, realizing they had to wave. Yeah, that was where I got stuck. Uh, I guess maybe it's a chiastic structure where first we mention um, the naming storms, then we mention waving, then we make a compass, then we meet, uh, we fight the uh, black angel, and that's the center. Then we lose our compass, then we have to name something, or sorry, no, then we have to wave, then we have to name name something. something. So it is reflective across the uh, uh, axis of the battle with the black angel. Man, what would Dan Harmon say about that? He would say, well, did you uh, change at the end? Um, well, I got to refrigerate my hot dogs. So the hot dogs changed. Although not really in temperature, they're probably actually going to be warmer now in the fridge. Um, I I did pay close attention to the Harmon Circle and uh, uh, the thing that you start out in and then return to is understanding space. You enter into a space where you don't know where directions are and then you uh, rescue yourself from lack of understanding of space. So that was part of the Yeah, so you're leaving your familiar environment, returning to your familiar environment. Yeah. Do you change? Um, I think you change in that you understand, like, you started out without this respect for the storm. Um, You were like, I'll get home right away, no problem. And as you continually get slapped in the face by the storm, um, I guess we imply by your naming the storm and treating it as a person 
that you have learned to respect Winterstorm Draco and Winterstorms in general. And maybe so, in, in nature in, 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 in larger part. Yeah, it? yeah. It's just, it's just like nature is not this background noise that it sometimes, yeah. it sometimes gets cold and wet. But uh, no, it's, it's actually uh, literally a primordial force that can uh, kill you yeah. as, mm-hmm. as easy as, as, as look at you. Mm-hmm. So you return to your familiar situation having changed. We got that. Uh, okay. Did we get what we want and pay a heavy price for it? Um, well, we wanted wine and hot dogs. Okay. Uh, we don't know. We already spent money at the supermarket before the game. That's true. <laughs> Did we overpay for our cheap wine and hot dogs? The thing is, Dan Harmon would think that we did it wrong, that I did it wrong, if um, getting what you want and paying a heavy price for it wasn't in between adapting to the f- unfamiliar situation and returning to the familiar situation. That it has to be in that order. So I screwed up. I remember thinking, uh, can I make the player pay a heavy price for whatever? And I couldn't think of anything. So I said, okay, I failed doing the story circle on this one. I don't know. The, the like un, unknown effects on the player's mind and body have been wrought. Like, That's we, true. We don't know what, what state she's in. Your, uh, your jacket is torn all up. Yeah. And she can't Although that's because... hands. That's yeah, true. she can't uh, feel her hands. Who knows if we even have working fingers? That's true. Well, I guess we did pour ourselves a glass of wine. But, yeah. Yeah. Thank you.